Hey, uh, hey, again. What? Don't be fucking disrespectful to me like that. I just know it's going to be some stupid bullshit. So You're absolutely what? correct. All right, Genhart. Fuck, Mary, kill. Butt kiss from the Rocky movies. Me, all of the kids from the Sandlot. Go. <sighs> all right, hang on. I got to talk to my lawyers real quick. <laughs> oh, don't fucking talk about that. All right, I'm not going to talk about that at all. I'm not going to say... I'm not going to choose between dogs you or children to possibly have sex with can't say anything about that no 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 thank you that's what my lawyers uh told me to say there's a correct answer to this i don't think there's a correct answer to this yeah it's it's fuck fuck butt kiss marry me kill all the kids from the sandlot no i'm just not gonna comment on this at all I don't know. I, I think I think I put a pretty good equation right in front of you, and you had the ability to solve it, and you didn't. I did, but you know, having having thought about it with my legal team, uh, I just declined to answer. I plead the fifth on this question. I know my rights, sir. I I'm ashamed of you. Oh, of you me? Can't, you can't do. A oh, simple, of me? You can't do a simple fuck Mary kill. What is wrong with you? Uh, not on, not on, uh, you know, television. Where's your charm? Where's your childlike wonder again, Hart? To kill children? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it died with all the kids. Gentlemen, boys and cucks, welcome to the Gen and Jub Show. That's Gen over there. Will you say something? My lawyers have told me not to comment. And I'm Jub. <laughs> yeah. This week, we're going to talk about how much we hate ourselves. Then we're going to talk about how much we thought Rocky Three was pretty okay. In between that, we'll talk about other bullshit you don't care about. That seems pretty standard. That seems like the week to week with us. I mean, you could talk about how much you hate yourself. I'll just save that for when I'm off the air and I'm alone. <laughs> in your bed? <laughs> and I just talk to myself about how much I hate myself. Wrapped in your sheets? By myself. Yeah. Exactly how many tears? Uh, none. <sighs> You're so disappointing this week. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm washed up. I gotta get out of my mental funk. Just like, like Rocky. You like Rocky did in Rocky 3? Alright, so yeah, what have you been playing lately? Uh, uh, I've been playing the I Hope My PS4 Works game. Uh, yeah, that's been fun. <laughs> well, um, I just bought a Lego game. Uh, oh boy, Lego game. It play like other Lego game that I've played before. It Lego game. It's a Lego DC Villains, to be exact. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot new. I am, uh, hoping to save money. To buy a Switch, and then I'll have, like, nine games to play. Uh, what about you, you dick? I've been playing a lot of different stuff. Actually, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, biggest thing I've been doing is playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Wee! I, I want Switch. that so bad, I'm mad. Going into it, when I first saw the trailer, I was, I was excited, but I was also kind of tempered. I was like, I don't know how this is going to function. 
I don't know how these Pokemon Go mechanics are going to work in this game. I'm wor I was worried that it wasn't going to be like a Pokemon RPG at all. They were just going to strip that shit. Going into it, it is it is literally a Pokemon game. People who are worried about that have nothing to worry about. There is only one key difference, and that is catching Pokemon. Instead of them having wild Pokemon having health, and you're like whittle down their health and try to catch them, whatever. You don't have to do any of that. You just got to throw a fucking ball. Yeah. That's the only part of the entire game that looks like Pokemon Go. I'm actually looking forward to that because I did not play Pokemon Go. So that function of the game will actually kind of be fresh to me. It still kind of feels different than Pokemon Go too, because Pokemon Go you just like swipe the you swipe your phone and it kind of throws. Yeah. And it's like kinda of, meh. I didn't mean how it controls, I meant just the concept of it, I guess I should say. Right. It's really fun, actually. I've I've really taken to it. The motion control's good? It's okay. It's, okay. it's got it's got its problems. I think the best way to play it was with the Pokeball Plus. That's when I do eventually buy it. That's what I'm going to buy it with. I recommend everybody does that. I tried. I tried for a little bit with a Joy-Con and I hated it. Okay. And also, my girlfriend was playing with me and she was using a Joy-Con. She was having trouble. That's kind of a shame. It feels like a a bit of a scam to just make people pay more money for the game. I, I think the worst part about it is like be, you have kind of to hold the Joy-Con straight in your hand. Like if you turn it when you throw. <sighs> No. If you turn it, like, you have to kind of, like, hold it straight in your palm and then go like that. If you turn it in your hand, it, it just moves a weird way and you don't get it right. The fact that there's no pro controller support is fucking stupid. It's a tragedy. I hope the they, reason I bought the Pokeball Plus. Well, I hope they add it at some point. I don't know if they can. They said something along the lines that they can't, which sounds like bullshit to me. It has a motion sensor. You can just yeah. fling the pro controller and it'll work. Yeah. And that'll probably be easier to hold straight than a Joy-Con. Actually, yeah, you use know. both your hands. Yes, uh, I hope but they, they I mean, emphasize really hard, like playing this game. They want you to play this game one-handed. Basically, it's really weird. Nintendo, don't don't get me wrong. They've they've done a lot for motion controls. That they have a lot of games that are good that have motion control functionality. About the only one. They're probably the only company that can make it. To be honest, like look at how many Wii games sucked ass because people didn't utilize them properly. But Nintendo also has this weird habit of shoving them into games that don't need it. Right. And even they uh, they said that they did want to make the motion controls toggleable because it would make people not use it. And that kind of strikes me as odd. It's like, hmm. well, if you think people aren't going to use it, then why are you doing it? You it's know what I mean? Because you're shoving it into a game that doesn't need it. Right. And I'll, I understand that, like, why you want to put that into that game. Because the way the systems work, that makes sense. And people make feel like they're throwing a Pokeball. Yeah, that's cool. I right? get the gimmick, and that's fun. And, and better utilized than uh, a, a couple other games that I'm going to mention in a minute. But, like, Nintendo just kind of does this. And then, like, the hope is eventually down the line they'll realize their mistake, and maybe they'll eventually have a patch or something where you can just play this game with a fucking controller. Nah, it's not going to happen. The, the best you could do to play the game with the controller is play it in portable mode. It, this, the gyroscope's still on, so if you're moving... It still doesn't work well. I have a problem. I have uh, I have shaky hands. Is that like you yes, call them? Yes, yeah. Um, so when I'm trying to hold the in portable mode and try to play it, like my hands shake, and so does, so does the gyroscope, and I can't throw Pokeball straight. And that kind of mm. sucks. Yeah, I could I could see that. Uh, what are the what were the games I was trying to think of? The Kid Icarus. Yeah. For Uprising. the 3DS. Yeah. And Star Fox Zero. Both uh, were games that were. In my opinion, kind of at least hamper, hampered, but like also maybe just in the case of Zero, ruined 
by excessive motion control bullshit. And, yeah. a, and another good candidate for that that was eventually redeemed is uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, which eventually had the 3DS version, and that didn't have motion controls, if I remember correct. Yeah, and then the uh, Tropical Freeze on the Switch, no, on the yeah. Wii U, doesn't really have any of that, and it's very good. No, I don't know why you would need it for Donkey Kong Country anyway. It's kind of a dumb idea. It's not important. That's but why that's I'm Nintendo. saying, uh, I don't know, if if they, maybe if they make another Let's Go game, because... I think they will. I could see this being a franchise in and of itself, at, separate from the main Pokemon entries. Yeah, you know how uh, before we were getting, like, a main entry and then, like, a remake? I think they were going to do a main entry and then a Let's Go. Right. I think Like, we're going to get a Gen 2 Let's Go, I probably. think so, too. I think that's what they're going to do now. They're going to just remake the games again, except make them Let's Go games. Which kind of sucks for people that were hoping for a... Uh, Gen, Gen 4, 4 remake, full-fledged, because if they get it, it's going to be after probably two more remakes of 2 and 3. And we just got a remake of 3, so that's kind of that's kind of shitty. They might not do it. We'll see. Yeah, it all depends. Uh, Nintendo does like to experiment and try new things. Yeah, that's, so, it's, it's all we'll really see. interesting. I'm, I'm excited for the future of Pokemon, new one coming out. A lot of the, a lot of the things in this game, I imagine, are going to be in the new one, and that makes me excited, because this game... Is the first in a long time that does a lot of like the small menu stuff correctly. I loved uh, Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver back on the DS for many different reasons, but one of them I liked the most was how intuitive controlling the menus, having like the nice little things about having your Pokemon out with you, all of that stuff. That's and back. then the game after gone, just gone for the rest of them up until now. Yeah, it's a shame. Doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why you would go that forward and take a step back. Having a buddy Pokemon follow you is so aesthetically cool. It's, it's and, just nice. Uh, I'm glad that that's back in a big way in this game. Almost that alone makes me want to buy the game because I want to just see what all of the original 150 look like following my ass around like a bunch of dumb idiots. Yeah, they all do different things too. They're not all the same. There's some Pokemon that just walk around behind you and that's it. But there are others like... Uh, There's the, something you ride around and you're even faster and shit. It's cool as hell. Yeah, there's Charizard, uh, Arcanine... Arcanine's one of my favorite that you ride around on. It's awesome. Uh, really I think Snorlax fast. is my favorite that I've seen because it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, I also like to that boy's stomach. <laughs> I like Mankey a lot, too. What does Mankey do? Mankey's, like, spunky and, like, basically has ADHD. So, like, That's you fair. take it out of the ball and it just runs around in front of you. <laughs> it's right. really great. And there's a bunch of all that little stuff. There's so much, like, little nice attention to detail things in this game that I very much enjoy. I love it. It's it, it. I love it much more than I thought I would. I'm very very happy with That's it. That's good. I'm gonna please, build the Pokedex. Please make the game more accessible to people, though. You fucks. Yeah, it'd be nice. Everything, everything. Not anyone, something me and my brother everyone. have a philosophy of. Every single thing in a fucking game should have a toggle. Everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Every single thing. Yeah. If people like the thing enough, they will leave the toggle on. Yeah. But you should have it, so anybody can play any game their way. There's a lot of people that can't do motion controls, whether yeah. by choice or just physically. Right. And that's unfair to them to just make it so you can't play that game, even yeah. no matter how much they it, want it, to. It sucks. I literally can't play Pokemon Let's Go in portable mode. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I try to catch Pokemon, I just miss. Hmm. Because, like, I, I go, I line it up, right, and I'm hitting the but my hands are going, like, like shaking violently. And so, like, then it just goes, whoop, and it misses. Yeah, that's 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 stupid. It's bullshit. It, 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 thankfully, the game itself is good enough that it doesn't, like, completely ruin it. But, geez. 
I, I hope they don't fucking ever do that again. We'll see. I'm, I'm a little concerned because of how popular this game is that they might adopt a lot of this stuff into the future, but I don't know. Somewhere we have to find out. Let's see, what else have I been playing? That was a long one, but... uh, <laughs> It's a big new game. Short, short and sweet. Uh, I picked up Diablo 3 on the Switch as well. Because Walmart had a pricing error during Black Friday where it was ringing up for $17. That shit's funny as hell. Came out two weeks ago. Yeah. At 60 Still a $60 game. They were I'm selling wondering for how much money Walmart lost on that. Oh, fuck ton. But it's Walmart, so who cares? Fuck them. <laughs> I jumped into it. I was an original player of Diablo 3 way back in the day, after they fixed the online bullshit. I jumped in on PC. I never played the expansion, but I played the base game and I loved it. Diablo was really fun. Kind of like nice kickback, relaxy game where you're just killing shit and looting shit. And that's about it. But it's fun. You gonna play to no one? But on the mobile? Yeah, you guys have phones, right? I do. You go play it. it no. Oh. Only if it's good. Which Stock probably goes down. <laughs> I want to play a mobile Diablo game. I'll play Diablo 3 on my Switch. Wah, wah, wah. Get him. But I enjoy, I enjoy it. It's, right now, I'm just in the beginning part, so it's the same game that I remember. Playing a different class. Playing with my buddies this time. I played most of the, for the most of Diablo 3 by myself or with my brother. And you're about to do it again, basically. Yeah, so this time I'm going to have more people to play it with. Well, there you go. It'll be fun. But other than that, uh, same shit. <laughs> I'm watching anything? I'm watching Batman and Superman, and that's about all I'm watching. And you know what? That's completely fine with me. <laughs> the, the, the animated shit? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It's so good. It's like better than I remember. And I, every now and then I see an episode that I've just never seen before. I've watched all of Batman before, but I've never watched all of Superman, and it's great to just watch ones that, like, I've never seen before and to be genuinely surprised at how good it is. It's it's a great time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just talk about an episode real quick. There's an episode about a villain called Metallo, and he is voiced by uh, a guy we've talked about previously on this show, Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> who played Dark Loomis in Halloween 2, Rob Zombie edition. Uh, he's real good. He's really good. I liked that episode a lot. The Lobo episode was amazing. It was a two-parter. Uh, Lobo is voiced by Brad Garrett, <laughs> who plays Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> Oh my god. And uh, upon finding that out, I was shocked because I it, it didn't sound like him. He does do a voice for Lobo, and it actually fits really well. I was very surprised. Did not anticipate that whatsoever. I encourage anyone to get a free subscription <laughs> to DC Universe and uh, see if you would actually uh, want to be subscribed. I don't know how hard I want to encourage that, though, because I kind of hate... That that's all that there is. Their original series are nothing that I'm too excited about. Uh, something interesting that they're doing right now with Titans, which I'm not caught up on. Do you remember when uh, it was the 80s and we weren't alive? And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I do remember not being alive. Yeah, Thank you. so in the 80s in Batman comics, uh, there was a the famous storyline, Death in the Family where the Joker kills Jason Todd. 
And that decision was brought about by a there was two toll-free numbers at the end of the the comic leading into it. And you call one number if you want Jason Todd to die and you call one number if you want Jason Todd to live. Um and then because DC fanboys hated the new Robin and preferred Dick Grayson, they overwhelmingly voted in favor of killing Jason. So he died. And that's not necessarily what DC thought was going to happen because they didn't really expect their fans to just murder a child. <laughs> but they oh my did. God. Uh, so, as a throwback to that, DC Universe is doing that poll again, except for Jason Todd in Titans, who just made his debut in that show. Now, I'm not cut up in that show. I don't know how he is, but apparently the opposite's happening this time and people want him to live, which is funny. Uh, I'd prefer him to die so that he can come back again as Red Hood. It's all a lie anyway. Comics are a lie. <laughs> it's true. Comics are a literal fucking lie. No, nothing, nothing ever happens in them is real. Yes, they are fiction, Jusby. Good, good analysis. Even in their own realm, they're not real. Yeah, no, you're right. Like any any uh major event in anyone's life that changes them forever, uh, doesn't changes them for the rest of this run. Yeah. Is how that goes. You kind of got to just look at stuff as, like, individual stories by authors about characters and then, like, just accept that or not. Like, if you're going to follow a character over a large period of time, you're going to have the stop and start syndrome. And, and it's going to be kind of weird. Usually just look at someone's entire run and, like, well, that's the Batman story there. And then you could just look at another Batman story and, like, maybe it's canon, but, like, fuck it. Who cares? Right. There's no canon anymore. There is, but it's extremely loose, and I would prefer it to be that way because I don't want any author to be bogged down by canon. You know, I don't, I don't need anybody having to talk about how Peter Parker got cucked by the Green Goblin. <laughs> you know, I don't need people dredging up the bad Spider-Man stories like that. I don't need the canon of Spider-Man's cum has radiation in it <laughs> and it kills mary jane i don't need that to be canon no thanks just to, just ignore it it's easy enough thing to do but it gives spider-man a new power where he could just come on people and get them <laughs> cancer yeah over time what a great power <laughs> someone somebody's just fucking somebody's trying to mug an old lady in the in, in like the dead end of a street and he just comes out and just jerks <laughs> off right in the dude's face he's like oh what the fuck <laughs> Spider's like, I got you in like three years, you're dead. Spider-cum, Spider-cum, radioactive spider The dude cum. runs away because he just got actually sexually violated, right? Well, yeah, this so, is illegal so he, and a half. So he, so he saves the old lady, mm. and then like in three years' time, that guy's dead. Don't have to go to jail if the guy's dead. Right. The more you know. But it, he dies of na technically natural causes. Spider-Man didn't yeah. murder the guy. Technically. This reminds me of Watchmen. He got cancer. <laughs> he didn't come on anybody. He was just around them, and it was a lie. Right. Whatever. Anyway. What? Let's talk about something else. Anyway, comics are a treasure. Let's talk about Stan Lee dying. Oh, man. After we just talked about Spider-Man's cum. Anyway. I think it's a good, I think it's a good transition. Stan Lee. <laughs> Did Stan Lee die because of Spider-Man's cum? Oh, my God. No. Okay, I was just asking. I didn't know. Stan Lee died, um... I'm not sure how he died. Let me look this up. Stanley died because he was 95. Oh. That's what it says. Oh, uh, oh okay. 
I don't actually know how he died. He was 95. I assume anything could have killed him at that point. Uh, he's 95. And it's his death is not necessarily something that, like, when I heard about it, I was, like, sad. I was more kind of, like, not happy that he died, but happy that he got to live to be 95 and have so such a long career. Right. right. Uh, I see what you mean. I, I'm not, like, it was a different feeling than, like, someone that you don't expect to die dying. Because I've been expecting Stanley to die for a while now. I've been, you know, readying myself for that moment, basically. Because it's, it's just a sure thing that's going to happen. I mean, you know, you don't want it to happen. And you don't expect it necessarily when but it does. Because he seemed invincible to. at a certain point. He seemed like he was never going to stop. You seem that way when you get to be over 90. <laughs> right. Uh, he was a legend. He was funny as hell. I loved Stanley. Uh, Marvel is a worse thing without him. Not that he's written comics in years, but it it kind of sucks. Marvel would have went the way of uh, Marvel would have went the way the Dodo without him. Uh, very possibly comics might have went the way with the do- of the Dodo without him, just in general. Right. Uh, DC in the 60s was, you know, maybe not shit, but definitely nothing interesting that was, keep, you know, it was just steady, just maybe keeping the industry afloat. And eventually as, you know, costs sink as new interests come out, it would have probably just sank. But Stan... And Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and every other important creator of Marvel uh, just came out with characters that were different and acted more realistically and had more realistic problems outside of being a superhero that uh, everybody latched onto. It's that relatability. And not just kids, but like college kids. It's weird to think that college kids would read that stuff now, but they did. And now comics, you know, it helps comics evolve and change and become more adult. It's a much bigger thing now than it's not just superheroes. Yeah. It's everything. It changed it for good, though. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Like, now you could just, you know, everyone can read a comic, basically. I think everyone should, too. Yeah. It's a great medium. Just go find an image book that appeals to you. You know, you don't have to read about Spider-Man. More often than not, I'd recommend that you don't because it's not always good. <laughs> but uh, Honestly, track record. Because I, I got into comics with Spider-Man. But most people our age did. I did as well. Because Spider-Man was ridiculously huge in the 90s. Yeah. Basically inescapable. Um, he was for a very long time, but it, it, it hit a kind of a fever. I he, think he's the, the first one that I latched on to as a young kid, for yeah. sure. And a lot of people did. Mainly, that has a lot to do with Peter Parker's relatability and, like, his vulnerability as think, a human. I think anybody could feel like they're Peter Parker. Right. Is what's kind of cool about it. Because he's always, like, relatable in the sense that he's unrelatable to anyone in the world. <laughs> like, whenever you feel like you don't fit in or feel like things don't work out for you and, and life sucks... Uh, he represents that. <laughs> he represents just, uh, constant troubles, I guess. Yeah, and then overcoming despite them. Yeah. 
It's kind of similar to what we're going to end up talking about today with Rocky, actually. Yeah, it's very similar It's a concept. story as old as fucking time itself, uh, but that makes it work. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun because it's that mixture of, like, real and fake problems to get yourself lost in. Yeah. And then that's why I latched onto it. And I, I think uh, another thing I want to talk about today, kind of a different news story, but it's, it's, a, it's attached because I was just thinking about it. In that, like, Stan Lee comes along and creates characters that are more mature and uh, a wider age range than just, like, eight-year-olds reading about, like, I like Superman. Uh, and that made me really confused when uh, Bill Maher rears his head the other day. Uh, Stan Lee's been dead for, like, five minutes. And Bill Maher, like, Stan Lee made America stupid. By reading comic books and obsessing over stuff for kids. And made America dumb and then everybody voted for Trump. Blah, blah, blah. This is basically what he was saying. I was already sort of in the in the uh, group of people that fucking despise Bill Maher. And this definitely pushed it further. Uh, same. He's a hack. Yeah, for sure. He's a fucking hack. Uh, I really actively dislike him. Uh, I used to really like him and i watched his show but this was like early 2000s well maybe mid 2000s and and like i i kind of latched onto him from his uh movie religious right because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you know as a uh let me put on my fedora as a young atheist <laughs> I, uh, as a young atheist there wasn't a whole lot of like uh material going into like why you would be or like why you would think about being as such I mean, all I really had was, like, a novel here and there and, like, some George Carlin stand-up, and like, to really look to as far as philosophy on that matter. And then Bill Maher made that a movie called Religious that actually went into a tons of religions and, like, why they're so ridiculous and stupid. And I appreciated that, but then you get into Bill Maher's other political opinions and just the way he carries himself and the way he talks to people... And the way he kind of gives certain people, like, you know, Milo, Ksumhamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamahamaham
I hate him. Anyway, speaking of speaking of hacks, let's talk about the thing coming up in a couple weeks that celebrates all the hacks in the video game industry. Thanksgiving? The Game Awards. Oh, okay. Sorry. Shit. <laughs> <coughs> you know, oh. We're going to have one more episode before they air. Oh. So I'm going to make this oh. sort of a, I'm going to make this sort of a two-part thing. I want to talk about a little bit about it. Give give, give up a preface on it. Happens every December. Um, There's two of them this year. Unfortunately, not really. I know. I'm not. I, that one is like the Kmart Game Awards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the big event set up by Jeff Keighley every year. It's 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 an award show for video games. It functions like many other award shows. Uh, yeah. But it, it's different in that it also interlaces like big announcements and stuff in it. Yeah, you don't really see that with the Oscars. Or or the Grammys or anything like that. It would be interesting if you did. Like, imagine if the Oscars had movie trailers during the... That'd be cool. I think more people would watch it because they definitely struggle with the amount of people that watch it. Like, numbers go down every year for every award show ever. Because, like, who the fuck gives a shit? And now, granted, it's not necessarily about blockbusters or anything, but I think they could benefit from the added exposure that it would give them. If they were like, hey... Some co- some some new trailers are gonna drop during the Oscars. Maybe you see Avengers: Infinity War two. You know, like that would be something, at least to draw people in. Yeah, I think it'd be a smart business move. I think Jeff Keighley's a very smart businessman when it comes to this kind of stuff. That's He's why he knows that he he has to have Hideo Kojima show up and then people will watch it. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's very smart. He's a he's a good organizer too. Like there are things that have there are cringy dumb stuff that have and like funny mistakes that happen at this show That's every year. the main reason to watch it, Justin. But yeah, it's you. funny. It's hilarious, and it, and it always plays off fine. I don't I don't hate Jeff Keighley by any stretch of the imagination, and in fact, I quite like him. Yeah. He's a good dude. I could agree with that. Um, but the shows he puts on, definitely. <laughs> they're cringy, but I understand why yeah. he puts in the effort he does. When I, man, I appreciate it. Do you it. think the Schick Hydrobot is going to make an appearance? I sure hope so. You gotta fund it somehow, man. <laughs> God. You gotta oh. fund the show somehow. Oh, man. But I, I appreciate that it exists. I really do. As much as much as it makes me laugh and is cringy. I just like E3. Yeah. It's something I have to pay attention to because I'm in this hobby. But then, like, it's so cringy sometimes that, like, you can't help but be compelled. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I like a good cringe. I don't know about you. Oh, it's great. Uh, so, sometimes that's the best moment of the show uh what's the what's the a way out guy that uh said fuck the oscars Yosef last year Fares? yeah i don't know how to say his name he's the fuck the oscars his first name's yosef that that was amazing because it, you could just see jeff Keeley's face and he was just oh like god. oh god don't don't say fuck the oscars i want to be like the oscars oh i love i love how afterwards he <laughs> it was so awkward it. Yeah, he needs to because that was like one of the best moments of the show just because it was strange and weird and outgoing and great. Uh, right. And that's what the Game Awards are, are at their best. They're just weird and stupid. At fun. their worst, they're Schick Hydrobot. Yeah, but even that is something you can like fucking complain about the next day and be like, what the fuck was this? Did you see that stupid shit? Right. <laughs> it, it almost makes it more fun that way. So what I want to do this week, we're going to split this into two weeks. But for this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna list off the games in each category. I want you to tell me what you think will win. Oh, uh, okay, sure. And next week, we're gonna make our own picks. Okay. All right. Our own picks for what? What we want to win these categories. What we want to win. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Right now we're going to talk about what you think will win. I've played like two of the games in the entire list, but right. let's go ahead then. All right, we're going to start from the top. We'll start with Game of the Year. Here's what's nominated. Celeste, God of War, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Spider-Man. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 will win. Yeah, see, I think it's either between that or God of War. I'm going to pick God of War. That's because, fair. Because all of these categories are selected by critics. By, by like, a pool of critics. Yeah, I understand. Think about it from that perspective. I think that Red Dead Redemption 2 has some glaring issues that kind of make reviewers kind of go like, hmm. Some. But then it also makes some reviewers go like, ooh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of the best games I've ever played. And they talk about it endlessly. <laughs> right. So I I think it has a chance. It's going to be between that and God of War. Uh, I love a lot of the games in that category, but literally nothing else has a chance besides those two games. I Assassin's agree. Creed has no chance. Celeste has no chance. Spider-Man has no chance. Yeah, That's I absolutely it. agree. All right, next, we have best ongoing game. Fortnite! Yeah, Fortnite, Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, Destiny 2, No Man's Sky. <laughs> no Man's Sky is a fun one because it's a giant redemption story. Yeah, I, that would be cool if it went one just because of that. Uh, I never played uh, uh, any version of No Man's Sky. Dude, it's a jump. Yeah, I know. It's like a completely different game now. Uh, but Fortnite will win because it's Fortnite. I agree. I think it's easy. I think it's an easy category. Fortnite is just too big. Yeah. Uh, best independent game. Celeste. Fortnite. The Messenger. Return of the Obra Dinn. Into the Breach. Dead Cells. Celeste in there? Celeste is the clear winner. Celeste is the clear winner because it's also up for Game of the Year. That's kind of like, you know, if it's up for Game of the Year and none of the other ones are, of course it's the best indie game. No question. Yeah. Celeste is Celeste is one of the best games I've ever played. I don't usually go in for 2D platformers. I want to play Celeste. That game's beautiful looking. It looks beautiful. The soundtrack's incredible. The soundtrack's fucking amazing. It's the right amount of difficult that makes you want to just, like, get back up and keep doing it over and over and over again, even though you've died, like, hundreds of times. I know it's up for soundtrack. It'll win that, too. I agree. But we're, we're moving. We're, we're going to move down the line. This could be real quick. <gasps> Fighting game. Uh, Fortnite! Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, which I don't think should be nominated. That's bullshit. Dragon Ball Fighters, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Soul Calibur Six. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball should win. Dragon Ball will win. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think I think there's nothing else that compares. That game took the entire world by storm. How is Street Fighter nominated when it didn't come out this because year? Because it re-released a Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. So, but it's the same game. It's the same fucking game. I don't think that counts. It's I don't stupid. think it's different enough to be like a Marvel vs. Capcom three. Uh, what was the re-release called? Ultimate. I don't know. No, it is. Yeah, it's the same thing. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. It's a, it's similar in concept. I wouldn't nominate uh, Ultra Marvel's Capcom three for anything that year either. No, because the, same the game, game already came out. It's not functionally different. I, right. Dragon Ball wins for sure. I agree. Sports slash racing game: NBA two K nineteen, Forza Horizon four, FIFA nineteen, Pro Evolution Soccer twenty nineteen, or Mario Tennis Aces. You got any FIFA? It'll be Forza, I think. Uh, you know, I actually don't know because uh, like, were any of these good this year? Oh yeah. Actually, all of them were. All right, my vote goes to Fortnite. Great. I'm, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Moving on. I, I guess FIFA. I don't know. I'll, I'll no, predict you, FIFA. You casted your vote. It was for Fortnite. FIFA night. Speaking of Fortnite, multiplayer game. Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. 
Thanks, studio Oh, audience. no, our audience is masturbating to Fortnite. <laughs> Him and everybody else. Oh, no. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves, Destiny 2. It'll be Fortnite. Uh, I mean, I'm not joking, and it'll actually no, be I Fortnite. No, I think it'll be Fortnite as well. As much as I love Black Ops 4, and I think it has a better Battle Royale than Fortnite, I think people will still vote for Fortnite. It's a good point to make, but Fortnite's been out longer and been more of a phenomenon for longer. I think it'll just win. This is an interesting one in that Nintendo dominates the whole fucking category. Family game. <laughs> of course it does. Super Mario Party. Overcooked 2, the only non-Nintendo game in this list. Nintendo Labo. Mario Tennis Aces. Starlink. Battle for Atlas. Uh, I think it'll be Super Mario Party by a landslide. I think Overcooked 2, but... It, maybe just the yeah, I can see it. If if critics are doing the votes for sure, it has yeah, a chance. I think so. But it's gonna be Mario Party. Yes, yeah, we'll see. All right, role playing game: Monster Hunter World, Pillars of Eternity Two, Dragon Quest Eleven, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler. It'll be Monster Hunter. I think so. It's once again it's the one that's nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah, or Fortnite. Okay, Genhart casts his vote for Fortnite. <laughs> Narrative. I'm just going to take Fortnite for this. I'm going to hedge my bets and vote Fortnite for everything. You can't do it in this one. Wanna know why? Because it's narrative. I don't know. There's the story, no narrative. The story in Fortnite There's is no so narrative. complex and layered. God of War, Detroit Become Human, joke. Life is Strange 2, you even Red it Dead yet. Redemption 2, Spider Man. I know the entire plot for Detroit Become Human and the fact that it's nominated for narrative is a joke. Look. The robots have to sit on the back of the bus, Chesby. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> you don't care? And you don't care. Once again, it's between either Red Dead Redemption 2 or God of War. I'm going to say Red Dead gets this one. I will say Red Dead as well. I think people will appreciate it. Even if they don't like the game, they have to admit it's a good story and well-written. The, the, the story's fucking insane. Yeah. It's really, really good. I'm not finished with it yet, but oh my god. Did you get to the part where you do Fortnite yet? You also can't vote for Fortnite in this category. Okay. Performance. I thought, I thought you were going to say one that Fortnite was in, <laughs> just no. because. Best mobile game. Yuri Lowenthal as Spider-Man. Christopher Judge as Kratos. Brian Deckhart as the one dude in Detroit, Detroit Become Human. I forget the dude's name. Uh, Mr. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> I'm going to try to pronounce this. I'm sorry I butchered it. Melisanti Marhu, Ma Mahu? What? Mahu? <laughs> Mahu? Melisanti Mahu. I, I'm going to doubt that that's how you pronounce Cassandra it. Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. And Roger Clark, Red Dead Redemption 2. As, as Cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give that to God of War, man, because he said, boy, and that'll win. That's I think all he needs. I think you're in Lowenthal, <laughs> does it? And uh, he, he, he is Peter Parker. He nails that role in the first five seconds I think, of having to deliver Honestly, Yuri Lowenthal is the best Peter Parker we've ever had. Ooh, take that, Toby. He take is. that, Toby. I really think so. I don't, I don't <laughs> think anybody has nailed it as hard as he did. Uh, I mean, Tom Holland's pretty good. No, he's but, better than Tom Holland. But Tom Holland Holland's sure. playing a different era of Spider-Man. So this, as the more standard comic book Spider-Man, is A+. plus. So I could see it going to either, but I'm going to say it goes to God of War guy. Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge. There's an esports player. I don't know who we do, do these people are, so we're skipping it. Uh, which one plays Fortnite? Ninja. None of them. They're all and Ninja wins. Players. Uh, esports game. Fortnite. <laughs> League of Legends. Dota 2. Overwatch. 
CSGO? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite is not a great esports game. I say League of Legends. It had a big year in esports. Okay. You know what? You're probably correct. I guess no one really plays Fortnite on, like, a pro scene, do they? Or at least nobody cares about it. It's just one of those things that, like, people tune into Twitch to watch. Yeah, I think League of Legends... Alright. Does it? That makes sense. I'll say League. In a big in a big year for North America, League did. Okay. It's the first time one of their teams made it to, like, the late rounds in Worlds, and I think, like... Kind of put it on the map again. Yeah, they always lose, right? Yeah, Until they always now. Lose. Horribly the Korean players. They made it to the uh, semifinals. This TSM! Year. I, don't know anything TSM. About, I don't know anything about TSM. Cloud sorry. 9. I just know that it's a joke. Action adventure game. God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider-Man, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Basically, game of the year minus Monster Hunter. And added Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody liked that game that much. It's already like $2.00. They pay you to play it. They could have put like the messenger in this game, in this category. Oh, that would have been cool. Um, it's action adventure, God of War. Yeah, I would agree. If we're being specific about action adventure, it, it, it's a better made action adventure game than Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption has problems with this action and adventure. I could see that. I could see that. So that that's that's what I would put that. Action game, which is a different category. Yeah, that is that's weird. What? Yeah. You'll see why. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Mega Man 11, Far Cry 5, Destiny 2 Forsaken, and Dead Cells. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the duty on this one. <sighs> um, hmm. Yeah, alright. I think you're right. <clears throat> this is actually a really well-received Call of Duty game. I actually like it myself. I still play it. Yeah, it's surprising that it's good because it had nothing but complaints before it launched. Right. Because there was, like, no single player and people were skeptical about the Battle Royale, of course. It all turned out well. Yeah, it's so, surprising. Yeah. Good for them, actually. Pleasant surprise. Keep making good ones. Here's a student game. Ones. We don't we haven't played any of those. We're going to skip it. Ooh, Fortnite, though. Get our votes for Fortnite. <laughs> Art Direction. God of War. Return of the Obra Dinn, which I need to play. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Octopath Traveler. Octopath has a chance, but it won't win, and it'll be Red Dead. Just Octopath looks unique. Octopath is, like, the art direction in that game is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, I, I would say, I think Red Dead gets it, too. The horse balls for the win. Even though the actual art in that game makes me mad. In Red Dead? Yeah, because it's boring. Uh, I don't know if I agree. The, the, uh, the landscapes look... Very beautiful. And that's why it'll win. I mean, yeah, the actual graphics are amazing. But, uh... I mean, that's... that's. I guess it's part of it. It's partly what people are going to say. Yeah. Right. Score slash soundtrack. I mean, we know who's going to win this one, but... Yeah, Celeste, Fortnite. God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Nino Kuni 2, Spider-Man, Octopath Traveler. I think Celeste takes this by a landslide. Shout-outs to Spider-Man, though. Yeah. I, I love the, the direction with the soundtrack, sound design, which is coming up in here. I think Spider-Man takes that. But, uh... As far as, like, the actual score goes, goddamn, Celeste is the best video game score I've ever heard. Yeah, it's it's really good. It, it, it's, it's not it's, it's not the best I've ever heard. It's Symphony of the Night level's good. Undertale's the best. Uh, you know, I, I probably agree, actually. It goes, like, Undertale, Symphony of the Night, Celeste. Yeah. Like, my top three favorite hat, video game hat, soundtracks. Hat and Time would round out my top five there. Damn. All new games. Maybe a, maybe a banjo. New game score's getting good, man. VR game, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Firewall Zero Hour, Tetris Effect, Beat Saber. 
you you probably seen most of these games, but obviously I've seen Beat them. Saber and Tetris. I'm gonna think Tetris gets it because everybody knows Tetris. I think uh, Tetris is the best received game on this list. Also, um, goddamn, is it cool? Uh, most people have said that you need to play it in VR, so that makes me think it's gonna win. Right. I, I I don't I can't see it played in VR though unless I play it in VR. So I hope I have a chance to do that. Buy Tetris and have VR man come over. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles 4, Battletech. No, this is for strategy game, by the way. I don't oh, thanks. Yeah, just titles. start naming names. Fortnite. 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 All right, here's what's nominated for strategy game. It's Fortnite, Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite, and Fortnite. I think Fortnite takes it. Good answer. All right, strategy game. Valkyria Chronicles 4, Battletech, Banner Saga 3, Into the Breach, Frostpunk. You don't know what any of these games are. Nope. I do. It's Into the Breach. I'll, I'll say what you say. Because I don't know. It's the most fascinating and interesting strategy game that's come out in a long time. I think it takes it. Also very highly critically acclaimed. <laughs> Studio slash game direction. Sony Interactive for Trip Become Human. Sony Interactive for God of War. Sony Interactive for Spider-Man. That's fucking awesome. Insomniac for Spider-Man. Rockstar Games for Red Dead Redemption 2. EA for A Way Out. Quantic Dream for Detroit. And Santa Monica for God of War. How does this work? I don't I don't know either, but that's what's nominated. Okay, well, Rockstar. Nah. <laughs> they whipped their workers into it's making this It's one of the award. SIEs. It's Sony for either Detroit God of War and Spider-Man, and I say God of War. Okay. Especially for, like, the studio. Like, we'll basically, we'll say, uh, we'll say Santa Monica. Okay, I'm still predicting Rockstar. Corey Barlog, man's a damn good studio. And that is it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many of those awards are actually going to be presented during the span of time during the Jeff Keighley said that he was actually going to try to present all of the all of the the awards right there like that. Uh huh. Like actually present them this time instead of giving them off on the side. And they're going to do like the more online based ones, like trending gamer and stuff like that, off to the side now. Okay, that's good. Uh, fuck trending gamer. Yeah, they changed. I forget what they changed it to. Uh, it, it's been it's been one of the most cursed awards ever. The only one who outlasted it was Greg Miller. Greg Miller still had to go through some shit. Yeah, it was unrelated. But it wasn't his fault. Right. It was he who must not be snaked. Uh, you mean Colin Moriarty? <laughs> fault. Yeah, that guy. No Steppy? <laughs> Please, no Steppy on my Mega Man games. I'll, I'm going to fucking step on him, dude. <laughs> what? Oh, boy. I bet you like it. You like it, Colin? Would you like it if I stepped on you? Where, where's this, where are you taking this podcast right now? I don't get it. We watched Rocky 3, though, didn't we? Yeah, let's talk about that already. Goddamn. <laughs> fucking Game Boys. Get out of that. We'll get, we'll get the fuck out of there. Rocky 3 is a movie about Rocky 3. Rocky 3 uh, just won Rocky 2. <laughs> and, and he, he uh, but he has no idea what's in store for him when he has to fight Rocky 3. Uh, Josby, what'd you think of Rocky 3? It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. These movies are still good. Uh, when do they stop being good? Next one. Immediately. <laughs> I I still uh, think that Rocky Four will be enjoyable, just for different reasons. Uh, this one had a fair amount of uh, stupid shit in it that was so funny. Like, we were all laughing at, 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 like, one of the training montages during the end in particular was so damn funny. I think uh, I think they're starting to. I think Sylvester Stallone's starting to embrace the stupid in yes. this movie, and you could tell. And I'm I'm so glad. It's either that or he just is stupid. 
Those are our two options. Either way, it works. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh... Okay. The reason why there is <laughs> silence is the studio audience is stacking stuff on my cat, and he does not care. I don't blame him. Smarts, what do you think about this? No answer. No answer. He has no comment. Okay. Uh, anyway. Hopefully we'll get in talk with uh, Smudge's lawyers to get back to you. Does everything with you go through lawyers now? Yeah. You are such a coward. Except for spider cum. They weren't here when I started talking about that. I should have asked them. Oh, no. Well, there it went. It's almost like that was expected to happen, you guys. Good job, studio audience. <laughs> oh, man. God, what a bunch of degenerates. I hate myself. Anyway. He's starting to talk back. They're talking during our show. Man the AK. <laughs> I'm going to fucking... I'm going to take him outside and show him something. All right, look. Rocky Three is a movie. That, that is factually correct, yes. Yeah. Now, look. Rocky uh, had a tough time in the last movie. He had a tough time in the movie before that. Does he have an okay time during this one? No. Wow. Why does his life suck so bad? It's, a, it's full of ups and downs. <laughs> they spent a good chunk of this movie with him being an ups. Yeah, about like 50 minutes. Maybe I'm just pulling that out of my ass, but who knows? It felt like half the movie he was doing pretty good. Uh, Rocky is, uh, you know, he, he's touring the world, man. He's he's on top of it. He's getting all the sponsorship deals. He gets to be on The Muppet Show. They actually showed footage of Sylvester Stallone's performance on The Muppet Show. And I looked this up because they actually have, like, Jim Henson on The Muppet Show announced him as Rocky, like our guest Rocky. Yeah. And they just had him re-record that during the taping of The Muppet Show so that they could use that in Rocky 3. Which is incredible, honestly. That's amazing. We get the unveiling of the statue, which is in that location in the steps of the museum today. But it, like, flip-flopped back and forth because uh, there was some debate about it just being a movie prop and not, you know, an actual statue and shouldn't be there and such. And they moved it to another location. Then they moved it back for the filming of Rocky Five and a couple other movies. Because they wanted it there. And then they moved it back away. Then they moved it back. And I assume they'll move it again. Uh, apparently three of these statues exist in the world. Don't know where the other two are. One of them was attempted to sell on eBay for like $3 million and nobody bought it. Because it's a statue of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, I don't know many people that would want an 800-pound statue of Sylvester Stallone in their home. Uh, apparently our studio audience. But, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that would be weird to own. I don't know if anyone would really bite on that. Very expensive to do so as well. But I'm, I'm happy there's one in Philadelphia because it's a big part of it. That's fine. I think it's important. It's important to Philly. Yeah, you know. I enjoy it. Just like I enjoy this movie. Uh, Mr. T. Oh, boy. Makes his debut. It said film debut, which uh, I actually always assumed that this was after the A-Team was already popular. So was, so did I, but we were incorrect. But no, this is before. And uh, actually, this movie popularized Mr. T saying, I pity the fool, as opposed to uh, uh, the A-Team, which I also thought that that was from. Or maybe just from Mr. T being Mr. T. I don't know. 
Uh, that man has his own cereal. Not anymore, but he did. Uh, God bless Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> he is fucking awful in this movie. It is so funny. <laughs> I did want to mention that uh, uh, this movie has two noteworthy awards that it was nominated for that I wanted to mention. Uh, it was nominated for Best Original Song for Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, which is an iconic, maybe the most iconic film song ever. <laughs> Just because you only think of it in context of Rocky and nothing else. You can't really think of it in any other context. Right. Uh, it didn't win. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what won because who cares? Uh, the other one is Mr. T was nominated for the Razzies. For worst new star, and that's mean, but also accurate. Uh, I wouldn't agree. I thought he was great in this movie. I thought he was fun. I don't know if he was a good actor. No, he was. But the exact who the fuck needs that? All he has to do is say, "I'm gonna kill you, Rocky," and that's it. It was really funny. Yeah, I, I was dying in laughter because how fucking dumb he is in that movie. <laughs> So, he, he just goes on rants. He's just, he just a big so dumb brute going like, I'm going to fuck you up, Rocky. I'm going to get you. Come at me, boy. But that's his character. I'm fuck you I, up. That was fine. I don't know. That was his character. That's literally all he had to be. There's literally boxers like that. Or maybe at least UFC fighters now. So, whatever. I thought it worked for what it was. He he's at least has more charisma than uh, next movie's villain. We'll see that soon. <laughs> Oh, it's downhill from this. Oh, my God. Uh, Buttkiss is gone. That's Rest sad as hell. Rest in peace, Buttkiss. Can't believe Buttkiss died. Buttkiss actually died in real life, so Buttkiss just doesn't appear in this movie. And that's sad. Probably saddens of us just alone as well. That's his dog. Yeah, it was an actual dog, so it was America's sucks dog. Ass. It was America's dog. He was but, America's Buttkiss dog. lives on in our hearts and our hopes and our dreams. Best character in Rocky too. Yeah, for sure. It was Buttkiss. Uh, Miss him greatly. Anyway, Mickey dies in this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm more sad about Buttkiss. <laughs> uh, this is a big turning point for this franchise. I, I actually... Uh, it's it's pretty effective, despite Stallone's um, yell crying. Un, unintelligible, just like... Noises. We, have, we uh, watched movies with subtitles, and the subtitle <laughs> literally said mumbles. <laughs> mumbles and then just said screaming <laughs> that's exactly uh, what happened man they did a good job mickey dies because he's having heart issues and he doesn't want rocky to fight this new guy because he's gonna kill him he's gonna beat him because rocky doesn't you know have the uh eye of the tiger anymore they literally say that like nine times in this movie uh he doesn't have you know the drive to be a good fighter be you know because he's just complacent in his success so uh, Mickey doesn't want to train him to fight Clubber. And then Clubber, like, shoves him because Clubber's a madman and just, like, tries to fight him before the fight. Uh, and he starts to have a heart attack, and he encourages Rocky to fight him anyway. Rocky gets knocked out in round two. And then Mickey die, But he dies thinking Rocky won. And uh, that's actually really sad. Yeah, That he, is. like, lied to him as he died. And he never got to, uh, you know actually see him win kind of it's it's handled pretty well and i'm glad that they never went back on it uh this rocky as a series kind of just sticks to its deaths which is good 
Uh, I hate when movies kind of like have a sequel and they kind of like reel that back a bit. Uh, I haven't seen it, but you did. I heard there's some of that in uh, Fantastic Beasts too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I hate that shit. That movie's uh. Man, I should talk about that. I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> There's a plenty to talk about, I'm sure. I have not seen either of them. I don't have a whole lot of interest in it, actually. The first one's good. I do want to see the first one eventually, but you know, now that I know that it's leading into a bad movie... The first one's a standalone, though. Eh. There'd need to be a second one. Well, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll look into it eventually. I it's, think you should. I just like, felt that I was done with Harry Potter, and I was just like, eh, it's over. I'm good. It's not Harry Potter. I know. I was done with that world, I should say. Nah. I wasn't like a super fan that was like, I gotta go on Pottermore and all this shit. I was just like, yeah, I got the story, it's good. Well, I totally fucking went on Pottermore, dude. I was like a nerd. <laughs> anyway, Rocky. <laughs> what? What house would Rocky be sorted into? <laughs> well, Rocky's a Gryffindor. Because he's brave, man. He got to die of the tiger. And stupid. He is. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. Uh. You definitely wouldn't know. Yeah, that's the only one that would actually make sense. Because the, the one Ravenclaw's smart, Slytherin is Nazis, and a Hufflepuff is the stupid kids, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm being mean. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what are we at here? Uh, yeah, Mickey die is sad. But then we get character development. And Apollo Creed shows up. And he ends up being my favorite part of this movie. I agree. Uh, he shows up to train Rocky as he was trained and to uh, make him uh, beat Clubber in the rematch. And uh, at first, Rocky doesn't want to do it. He kind of has no drive. He doesn't want to win. He, he, he just feels like it's, it's whatever. He Like uh, in a scene with Adrian, he's kind of just like says that he, he doesn't he has something to lose and he doesn't want to lose it like his family and stuff. But eventually she just, I guess, convinces him to do it. I liked her monologue. It was actually really cool. It felt slightly out of character because she talked an awful lot. <laughs> and she's like an extremely shy person and that's never really changed. Yeah, but... you. Know, I appreciate like... the moments where she blows up and her like actual feelings come out. Like in Rocky 1 when she yells at Polly. But it felt kind of like manufactured as opposed to that. Just I don't to think me. so. I think... Uh... You gotta it felt think, a little too on the nose, is all I'm saying. You gotta think, like, I, I grew up as a shy person, and what you what happened ends up what you end up doing is you don't talk to you don't talk to people you're not familiar with. You don't talk 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 to your friends a lot. You talk to the people you're closest with a fucking lot. I guess that's true, and that's kind of how it goes. I I confided in my brother about literally fucking anything, and he's the only person I talk to a lot. I'm not necessarily against the scene itself. I'm I'm kind of against just the way it was written. Felt a little too on the nose. That's fair. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. This is written and directed by Stallone, so not all of it's perfect. No. Uh, He did write the first Rocky, but, you know, sometimes everything comes together to make a perfect thing, and that can't always necessarily be replicated flawlessly. But Rocky 3 is still, like, really good for what it is. Yeah, I agree. Surprisingly, I, just, I, I had a lot of fun. I don't know if I like it more than two, but I'm on the fence about it. I like two more still. I think I liked the fights in this one more. You know, you can talk shit about Mr. T's acting all you want, <laughs> but the two fight scenes are amazing with him. Yeah, I agree. 
the fucking impact of the those fucking thunk noises <laughs> is fucking grand. Uh, and I liked how it actually was just kind of like quick and to the point and triumphant for Rocky at the end. Like he figured it out and he just followed through with his strategy of tiring him out. And then he just knocked him out and it was over and it was great. I thought they were going to drag it out for the whole 15 rounds like they did the previous two movies, but they don't have to, he already lost to him once. That was the part of the dragging it out. So it was structured differently, but like the pacing was good and I appreciated that. Yeah, it was paced really well. I think I think what I like more with Rocky Two is uh, I I think the conflict, the actual character conflict in Rocky Two is more solid. It's more defined as well because this is just like he's just like, I don't know. I lost and I'm scared. Yeah, that's about it. And it it felt like he had more of a reason to do anything in two really. But. Three, obviously, they have the manufactured drama of Mickey dying and shit like that to spur him on. But Rocky Two had better motivation overall, I feel. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't mean that I don't respect the hell out of <laughs> this, the fucking craziness of this movie. The training sequence between Apollo and Rocky at the end is so <laughs> fucking crazy. It's over the top and dumb and, and just fucking a good time. Why was there close-ups of their shorts? As they were running. <laughs> did you feel sexual tension? Because I did. I was aroused. <laughs> the true love story is between Rocky and Apollo, not Rocky and Adrian. You bet he dies in the next movie, Oh, right? wow. Spoiler, you fuck. You're acting like everybody knows that already or something. No, that does suck. It sucks that everybody knows it. And it also sucks that he dies at all because, like, they just made him... An extremely 100% more interesting character. And oh, yeah. I guess maybe there's nowhere to go with it, so they just figured they'd kill him. But I feel like that would have been cool to explore in more movies. I don't know. It's kind of a shame if he just dies and that's it. And he, well, I mean, that is what happens. <laughs> I'm not saying if. Uh, but at least it'll lead to like Creed and stuff in the future. And that stuff's fun. Yeah, Creed good. I'm hearing great things about Creed 2. Yeah? Uh, I'm very excited about that movie. Fuck, I'm excited. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. People are like, how the fuck did they take characters from Rocky Ford and actually give them depth and make it good? <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing Dolph Lundgren. Like, I just talked shit on him earlier about being, like, nothing in the next movie. But, like, apparently he's really good in Creed 2, which is amazing to me to even think about. The right direction, man. Yeah. I guess it wasn't Stallone. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who else? What else did we not talk about just around the edges of this movie? Polly. Oh, man, yeah. So once again, we are tasked with the uh, having to suffer through watching Polly be an insufferable fuck. It's mainly played for laughs in this movie, although the opening with Polly was kind of like, Ugh. he was drunk and he throws a bottle of booze at a rocky pinball machine and he's all like, for no reason jealous and for no reason like expecting something of Rocky and it was very off-putting but then for the rest of the movie he's like the butt of all the jokes which is great yeah when because he's like in him. LA surrounded by black people and out of his element completely it, it's good that's a good place to mind comedy when someone is like completely where they're not at home uh 
not quite like he's racist, but like it was on the fringes of that. I felt I was a little uncomfortable. Yeah, Polly's a, a dick, so I was like he's a worried fu- about he's a it. Fucking asshole. My favorite part of the movie is when Rocky spit water at him. <laughs> I like when he threw him in the pool when he was training. That was great. Fuck Polly, dude. But I I love every little bit of suffering that he receives in these movies. Uh, he should. He's he's a fucking goon. <laughs> He deserves everything that comes to him. Except for the success and money, which he surely is getting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like he rounds out the cast at this point. Like, you need, like, a weird character like him for it to all feel like a package deal. Oh, yeah, I see that. I'm okay with that. He's definitely the weakest link of this franchise so far for me, though. Oh, 100%. He's the worst character. By design, but also just maybe by default. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like he just sucks. I feel like they just ha- feel like they have to keep including him because it's Adrian's brother, uh-huh. and and therefore Rocky's brother. But like, it's just so weird. He's just gonna keep being in these movies, Justin. <laughs> it's weird. God. It's weird. <sighs> so. Any closing remarks about Rocky Three? Uh the ending is the best. Yeah. Where like after he beats Clubber, it's just him and Apollo, and Apollo like throughout the movie is like, "I'm gonna train you, but then I want a favor," and then that favor is just they want he wants to fight him again, and again, gay undertones. <laughs> Not quite, it, it, but it, it was uh, it was fun. I liked that last moment, the Apollo doing ding, ding on the bell, <laughs> just saying ding, ding, and they fight, and then it cuts to a painting. Uh, actually, weirdly enough, the first time I saw that was not in Rocky Three. Oh, really? It was in Family Guy, because they parodied it word for word. Oh, god damn it. I know, right? It's a shame. I fuck, no, I hate that show. <laughs> Get fucked, Seth. I'm going to kick Seth Rogen in the balls. Seth Rogen? Why Seth Rogen? Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong guy. Wrong Seth. Seth Rogen's a treasure. He make a deweed joke, and then he go... Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Seth Rogen's all right. Seth Rogen's fine. He writes better than he acts, for sure. Or Seth MacFarlane is just like, yeah, that's you know, the guy I'm I tired kick. of that, man. That's the guy I want to kick in the dick. Family Guy has uh, ran its course. Uh, oof. Still going to go. Oh, yeah, it's going to last as long as The Simpsons, except people, it, people it might not even, because, you know. Hey, remember the thing? I do. Do you remember the thing? Yeah. All right, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that funny? Yeah. No, I mean, no. Good. Good right <laughs> answer. I was still answering remembering the thing, I guess. <laughs> I, I got what you mean. Uh, speaking of remember the thing, we're going to keep watching Rocky. <laughs> remember the thing? Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3. Rocky 4, Rocky 5, Rocky 6, Rocky 7, Rocky 8. Yeah, that's how many there are. Creed 1 and 2, Rocky 7 and 8. How how long do you think it goes? Do you think they keep making them? I honestly don't even know if I want it to end because, like, oddly consistent franchise if you're looking at it as a whole. This work gets kind of bad for a bit. The, the movie just called Rocky Balboa is really good. I mean, like, if you look at it, from like four is still entertaining in a dumb way and then five is forgettable but then right immediately back when they come back with six it's like good again right right from as far as i understand i haven't seen it and then like creed's supposed to be good and creed 2 is getting good buzz like 
Rocky Balboa is an interesting movie in that it's uh, it is not anywhere near as much about boxing and a lot more about being like really introspective. Okay. It's very interesting, different. That's cool. I hope it feels like Rocky One in that way. Yeah, it kind of feels like that the part of Rocky One without the fights in the beginning of the movie for a whole movie. Which was the best part of this entire franchise still so far. Right. So it's good. Well, either that or the Hulk Hogan scene, which we didn't even talk about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I, I, dude, I honestly forgot. Thunderlips. <laughs> well, uh, last week we ended the episode. <laughs> Hulk Hogan the racist! Yeah, we ended it like that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, he is. And, I'll, I, I'll, fuck Hulk Hogan. I understand. But he's entertaining as hell in this movie. I can't deny him that. It's so stupid. It's like a filler scene. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It doesn't even have... It could have been easily cut from this movie and nothing would have been lost. But it's one of the most fun scenes in the entire franchise. (laughs) Just because this fucking behemoth mongoloid man (laughs) is trying to kill him and everyone else. We were laughing our ass off when he was just fucking like punching the ref and punching random cops and just like demolishing everyone in his path and then then rocky knocks him out and then he gets up he's like yeah it was cool man yeah and then they take a picture <laughs> it was so good they like he just fucking tried to kill each other and then they're just like hey all right <laughs> i'm gonna do that to you wow what the fuck i'm gonna walk up to you one day and just start throwing you around beating the shit out of you all right and then when you get up you're like yeah, it's cool man that sounds about right Fuck you. Anyway, next week we're going to watch Rocky the fourth one. Rocky four with the Russias. It's Russia time. Oh. Are you ready for it to be nowhere near as good? I'm ready for it to be fun and stupid. Hello, I'm Russia. Stupid as fuck. I must break you. Oh, you just... uh, just told the whole plot of the movie yeah i i did we didn't even do any funny rocky voices this time didn't need to we will we'll do bad russian accents next time i'm sure oh dude i can't wait <laughs> y'all are gonna fucking hate me anyway until next time you just fucking fuck off all right don't say anything don't say a word don't do it i know you you look like you want to don't say anything fuck you Josby. oh